Well, it's time to correct old misconceptions. And that is why I'm making a new start. A new start? Filled with compassion and love? I like that. Well, I've already got the license plate, so go cry in your pie. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. I'm Jake. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Are you? I'm good. I'm grouchy. Grouchy? I'm just, yes, since yesterday, I've just been in a bad mood. Mm, anything in particular? Um, some of the things I talked about with you beforehand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I'm, it's weird because I'm. I kind of feel like I'm actually like now, just now, settling into my job. Yeah. Where I feel like I'm confident enough to. They're shifting my boss to earlier now, mm-hmm. so that I can be on my own earlier, mm-hmm. and I feel like I can handle that. Um, which you would think is a good thing, but I don't know. They're acting a little shady. Shady. Yeah, they keep like taking the um, clerk mm-hmm. that works with us into like private meetings and like talking to her and then like coming in and then she's like, Hey guys. Hey, it's weird. And then she's like, Hey, how much, how much do you guys make? Why are you asking us this? I'm just saying it's weird. That is weird. So then my manager's like, Hey, do you know why what's going on there? And I said, no, but it makes me even more scared that you don't know what's going on. Yeah. He's like, I have no idea. So, I don't know. That put me in a bad mood. Um, online posts it, it's with school put me in a bad mood. Yeah? <laughs> I, well, you sent me one yesterday. I mean, mostly that one. Okay. I have a test on thought, Sunday. I think I just thought he was going to flex on you. I guess. Well, my, my, my background is in international relations, but then, like, he didn't even know the full name of the court. He just called it the International Court. Yeah. Well, it's International Court of Justice, and the only reason why... <laughs> that drove me a little bit nuts is because that's not the only international court. Right. There's an international court of justice, which is part of which is a UN body. Right. So on this post, since we're meant, talking he, but about he it, meant international court. Of, uh, international we're court. discussing um, what were we talking about? So, Dialogical ethics. I don't know what that is, but a dialogue, right? Oh, okay. So is there a standard of ethics in a dialogue? Okay. Whether that's between individuals, between a group between in a community, whatever. Okay. So the question, the prompt was something along the lines of like, should there, it, are we capable of having a dialogical ethic that transcends cultures? Okay. And I was just like, Oh, I mean, I can't help but think of institutions on the international level and how they mitigate certain things and how that does transcend cultures and Mm -hmm. countries and people. Yeah, that's literally all I said. And then this dude chimes in. And we're supposed to comment on other people's posts. But then I went into this entire thing about dialogical ethics. I just noted that mm-hmm. that I thought that was an int- that I couldn't yeah. help but think about yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That has nothing to do with dialogical ethics. I was just like, oh, this kind of makes me think about institutions that are in place on an international level and maybe how those might consider dialogical ethics. Okay. So then this dude chimes in and he's like, oh, I have my background in. What do you say? International relations. International relations. And then he goes off about the ICC. Yeah. But he didn't say that. He just said international court. 
Right. So he tries to flex on me on something that has nothing to do with what I really said at all. Yeah. People are annoying on on online. That means he just didn't do the reading. He didn't comment on anything regarding dialogical ethics. No, and he wrote like two sentences. Yeah. So I'm going to call him out. I told you last night. Yeah. You should. <laughs> That's the most annoying thing. Like, you and I have both taken online classes. Yeah. And it's so annoying when, like, somebody just writes two sentences about something that has nothing to do with the topic. Or like I mentioned one word and they're like, I'm going to comment on that word. Yeah. International relations commenting. Like somebody, somebody last week mentioned, uh, uh, what we were talking about, um, virtue and, and, uh, uh, the role of government, maybe if it, if it has one at all. And somebody brought like an historical perspective to it. I was like, this is awesome. Like, I have my degree in history. I love history. I love that you brought that in. But then I commented on everything else mm-hmm. that she she yeah. mentioned. Mm-hmm. So you're supposed to do. <laughs> even, if, even, if I, even if you pick me apart on whatever I mention as far as international relations, whatever. But mention the, the nine other paragraphs I wrote. Well, there wasn't anything to, like, pick apart, though. There wasn't. I mean, he, you just mentioned it. Yeah. And then he... Came in with some wrong information. Hmm, interesting take. There literally was no take. I no, just no. said it kind of makes me think of international institutions. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was wrong. International <laughs> Court of Justice. Like he's like people are like people are jumping ship. Like no, they're not. Oh, also I'm sick, so that also probably doesn't help my grouch. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, there's a ti- there's a whole nother thing I was thinking about. Oh, what? I can't tell you about on air. Oh shoot. Well, yeah. afterwards. I'll have to tell you. Anyway, so we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But um so you're good. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I don't really have anything. I aspire going. to be you, Jake. Why? Just live in the dream. Oh yeah. The dream. <laughs> oh yeah. The dream. I, I don't know. I've I've uh I don't know. Like it's it's in the works. So um, if it doesn't work out, like don't don't hold me to like making a proclamation because I hate making proclamations. Okay. Not, you know how I feel about New Year's resolutions, right? Right. I don't make them because I don't trust myself to follow through with them. Yeah. And then people like six months later ask you, "Oh, how's your how's whatever it is that you said you were going to do going?" And you're like, "Oh, I quit after like two weeks." Yeah. So it's um so it's definitely it's just mine are in the works, but I am so excited. I'm starting to apply for jobs in Washington, D.C. Whoa. So, and only applying to jobs that would allow me to afford to move. Um, Yikes. But, which, so it may not ever happen. I right. may not get hired by any of the things that right. I apply for, but, but I want to shoot my shot. That Yeah, you're, op- you're opening to that. And, okay. And Kylie and I were, have been talking, and um, I think we could, I think we could swing it if yeah. it came to that. Hell so, yeah. I'm excited. Like, that, that's the most excited I've actually been in a while. Okay. Just thinking about, potentially being able to to go back there because there's dude there's just nothing you know mm-hmm. like there's nothing in government here there's nothing in there's nothing in anything that i would want to do short of going and getting my master's in teaching right and becoming a high school teacher right like that would be the only career path that's available for here that i would be excited about that i could that i could theoretically get right and but i was looking out and just on indeed mm-hmm. for jobs in washington dc and there's like 50 that all look like fun or oh, okay pay well did you look in Olympia? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, but I want to do some. But I want to do something in international relations. I or get something that. in, in yeah. like in federal government, and that's where that that's where that is. Right. Right. Is over there. Hmm. So it it's probably not going to go anywhere. It might. 
It, but it might. And it, then it, just R.I.P. Say what you mean. No. You, no. We've. <laughs> you said you could figure out how to do it remotely. Uh, we would do it remotely. Yeah, one hundred. Or I just have to fly there all the time. Or that. <laughs> um, or dude, that's awesome, there. huh? Or you move there. Or I move there, dude. If I was in better shape, which is totally on me, I would totally apply for an FBI agent. They're always posting. On always, dude. Always. If I could get a nine to five or if I wasn't in school and I had more time to work out, mm-hmm. I would do it. But then I, by that time, I'll be 40 and they'll be like, we hiring a 40 year old agent. <laughs> it would be a cool ass job, it though, I think. Be, it would be cool. Um, but you want to be uh, you want to be an FBI agent with the new chief justice, uh, new chief law enforcement officer in the country. We'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, something I'm else glad, I was I'm glad you saw that. Um, gosh, dang it. I was going to say something. I don't know. Anyways, sick, grouchy. Jake's moving to Washington, D.C. No, I'm not. Uh, I, I like not. that you're open to that, though. It's good. I, I just need a... I don't know. You're, I you're, just need a fresh... I need a fresh start. Dude, I feel like that all the time. Like, I just want to move somewhere. Yeah. I don't even care where. Let's just move there. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, that's good. I've got some things in the works I talked to you about beforehand. Yeah. Who knows if it'll ever happen, but you gotta you gotta move towards those things, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or at least be open to them. Yeah. Well, I guess in, in context, so I I haven't actually officially announced this, but I had stopped I stopped going to, to school. Yeah. And uh, I th- I think probably most people have put that together. At least people who know me have like have heard me tell mm-hmm. them in person, but I've never actually mentioned that on, on our podcast. Right. Mostly because I just couldn't afford to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt so isolated over here being online mm-hmm. and being so far away from any any particular connections that I would need to make. And when in going there in August made me realize like there is so much I could be doing on campus because they have like people from all different agencies coming in to meet with with people who go to the, go to SIS all the time. And I'm like, there's like, I'm not getting any of that, but yet I'm paying like, 10,000 a semester right, for the school. Right. So I was like, if I'm going to actually finish my master's in this field, I need to be on that campus. Right, on the ground. Or at least in the area to where I could go. I could still do online. Right. But I'm going to, but I can go to campus for like a meetup with a professor or I can go there and if they have like a State Department representative there to meet mm-hmm. with, with, with students, mm-hmm. I can go to that. But Jake, you got to get out of your little Jake bubble. I know that's the biggest thing. My biggest, <laughs> honestly, the, the biggest hurdle for me is going to be the the mental. Yeah. Or as um as Marshall Lynch says, my mentals. My mentals. And it, it, that's going to be the hardest part to overcome because I had such a hard time when I was there in, in D.C. because I have imposter syndrome. <laughs> imposter syndrome, <laughs> and uh, that's self-diagnosed. But I do have really bad anxiety, and right. I was having awful atta- anxiety attacks when I was there meeting with those people because I felt like I was such a fraud and I didn't belong. I wasn't worthy to be there. But you pwned those noobs, dude. I don't think, I mean... Well, I mean, how, in, the, in the discussion of online back and forth, how many times did you have the same just scenarios that I just discussed? Like, oh, you're just all like... The time. Really, dude? You didn't even do the reading. I know. All the time. And like we've said a million times before, when you surprise yourself and you do the reading, you actually learn shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, um, yeah, that was a little bit more personal than I probably intended to be today. But that was uh, that's kind of where I've been at. That's no, I love that. So dude. when you so when you say like when 
like and I've been constantly saying I haven't had anything going on. It's because le- I legitimately don't have anything going on. Right. But it's uh, I'm I'm hoping that if if I can get to DC, I can re-enroll in American because I can go oh, back. Okay. I can, because I left in good standing. I left with a 4.0. I can <laughs> um I can they left they they basically said anytime within within a year you mm-hmm. can you can come back re-enroll without having to reapply. Right. And um. <clears throat> And I, I hope that that I can that I can. They do have that, opportunities but, uh, for scholarships. Uh, not really for masters. Really? Like, yeah. Or like grants or anything? Um, there might be some some grants, but mostly it's all undergrad. Like master, right, you know, dude, right, masters right. are so so underfunded. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Okay. Well, I, the way I imagine it, Jake, and at least this feeling is like. <laughs> I mean, I saw you, dude. Your program was ten times harder than mine. I don't is. think so. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind, dude. I'm, you just look like like so much was just weighing on you. Mm-hmm. And now I felt like when you decided to stop going, kind of sh- shedding it off your shoulders a little bit, now taking a minute to breathe and say, okay, I have nothing going on. Let's focus on what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's kind of helped you narrow and realize like, could I move to DC? Is that even an option? Where before it was like you signed up, you started going to school, and it's like shit. I need to move to DC. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was almost like a like a, like it was like forcing you there mm-hmm. without you kind of coming there on your own. Yeah. And now you're realizing, okay, maybe if I just move there, the opportunity will be there mm-hmm. instead of I need to move there for opportunity. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? One hundred percent. I think that's spot on. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. I think it's good. You'll be all right. You'll be good. You'll be uh, President Jokum. Yeah, I just need to get my my mentals and my chicken. Yeah, what's he say out. about the chicken? Um, it's, it's I don't like, forgot. It was something about chicken, but I think he meant money. Like yeah. chicken is a is a euphemism for money. I freaking love Marshawn Lynch. He's so the greatest. I love, I, dude. I love that guy. Have you watched his Facebook show? No. You haven't? No. Dude, it's like six episodes. It is amazing. He was he did a guest cameo on Brooklyn Nine Nine, and it was it was super funny. Because, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm I might, I don't watch that show, but I might just watch that. Dude, Brooklyn Nine Nine is one of my favorite shows. I, oh no! I started watching it, man. I couldn't stop. I blew through all six seasons that are on Hulu and like nothing. And it has commercials. Yeah. And you watch it with commercials? I know. Dude, even worse. When I watched How I Met Your Mother, that's how I watched it. Oh, on Hulu? Yes. Yeah, because they took it off Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. With Oof. commercials. That's bad. Uh, you get the same commercials. It's always the same, like, the four worst. on repeat. Or it gives you the option at the beginning, like, here, watch a movie trailer and then have no commercials for the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Like, hell yes, I'll watch an entire movie trailer. you can just walk away. Yeah. And come back. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's called No Script with Marshawn Lynch. Okay. It's only, it's only a few episodes, dude. It is hilarious. It's like they Marshawn f's up a race car. Um, Marshawn <laughs> just remakes Star Wars. Marshawn punks a sandwich shop. Marshawn discovers viral videos. Like it's just him reacting to things or being in these scenarios. Mm-hmm. He is such a. I, I'm gonna. I think he's an inspiration. Oh, I, I because it's just like, how that guy goes about life and looks at life and just, just be you, man. Be real. Just so ha- he's just always looks like he's always so happy and yeah. just glad to be wherever he is at any particular time. Right, except for in front of the media. Yeah, 
<laughs> but I think that was that had a lot to do with his kind of um, him being frustrated about being told how he needed to act by the NFL. Oh, okay. And that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I think that was more of a he didn't. I don't think he disliked the media. I think it was more of his like fu to the league. Right. Right. Okay. I can see that because him and Richard Sherman have had real contentious relationships with with Goodell in the front in the NFL right. front office. Now that, that to me was more of that. Because they were finding him for doing his oh, like his like right. hold, hold my dick or like like other stuff like that he was celebration doing celebration stuff his, his celebration stuff and he just like it was just him trying to troll the NFL <laughs> out of context that hold my dick thing you're like wait what <laughs> 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 yeah he like grabs his junk when he like dives into the end zone mm-hmm. um, yeah I think that's true too and and uh, just that whole idea to like um. Behave a certain way. Yeah, but he does I mean? so much in his in his local community too. Oh my like, gosh, dude, he's revered in Oakland. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dame raps about him. Yeah, like it's awesome. Uh, speaking of, I kind of want to get to that stuff. Um, gosh, dang it, I was thinking about something and behaving a certain way, and and kind of the league. Oh, okay, that's right. Before I get to the other stuff, um, I just wanted to say that because of the whole China LeBron thing, mm-hmm. anytime LeBron says something now. I don't have that shut up and dribble mentality, but I'm just like, shut up and dribble. Like, like the Astros cheating. Mm-hmm. And now he came up with this whole statement about how if I was cheated out of a championship, I'd be pissed and blah, 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 blah. Wait, he commented on that? Oh, yeah. He wrote like a whole thing about it. He's such a blowhard. But that's what I'm saying. Like, because of the whole China thing, like everything he says now, I, I don't even. It's like that means nothing now, dude. Mm-hmm. Because you were just like, we got to do whatever China says. How can you defend anything? Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm the same way. He is everything he says falls on deaf ears to me. Watching him play, he's incredible. Oh, God. he's an amazing he's, basketball he's player. He's having one of the best seasons he's ever yes. had. But when he talks and he talks about shit, uh, like, and I don't want to be like everybody else who just says shut up and dribble. Mm. But you've all you've ruined your credibility when you were just like siding with China. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And you're throwing your fellow NBA people that are in your sphere. Yes. Under the bus. To a foreign nation. Yeah. Ugh, so now when anything. Old, because ultimately like, he was concerned about money. Yeah. Because that's what he said. Yeah. Like he's, he basically led his whole list of like things that could be affected by somebody's opinion. He started it with financial stuff. Yes. That was his chief concern. Yes. And you know what? He does do a lot. His whole like, um, He's whatever. Got the school, the school, the thing that he does is awesome. Yes. He does a lot. Um, he did a lot for the f- victims of the those California fires, like yeah. trying to help families who were who were impacted by that. So he does do a lot of good. But you're right, man. Like even cheating, uh, I'm like, oh, you you're just such a gamesman mm-hmm. that you you're so upset by cheating, or do really all you care about is the bottom line when it comes to money because you've ex- showed that. Yeah. So which is it? Mm-hmm. Maybe you can have both, but I'm just like, eh, I don't know. It, it just, ugh. yeah. Anyways, real quick, did you watch any of the All Star stuff? I did. I watched the uh, three point contest. Okay. I watched the highlights of the dunk contest. Wish I had watched actually watched it because this was the first year I'm telling. I'm not. I'm done watching it. It's boring. Yes. It, it's not good anymore. And yes. then the one year I don't watch it. It was amazing. It was amazing. Don't ever watch it again. 
I know, right? <laughs> Probably I'm the jinx. And yeah. then uh, I did not watch the game itself because the game was going on while I was playing flag football. Oh, okay, okay. You're still doing that? Didn't you take a break from that too? No. Oh, okay. My The team that I quarterback for uh-huh. isn't playing. Hasn't uh-huh. played for, for like a year, but uh, I play on this other team. Okay. Quarterback? No. Oh. Which is a lot better for me. Yeah. I don't have that stress. For sure. You don't need stress. Just chill right now. Just chilling. <laughs> Just chilling. <laughs> um, so I watched the skills challenge. Biggs won it. Biggs he, dominated. Yes, yeah, it was Sabonis and Adebayo yeah. in the finals. Yeah, it was awesome. I dude, love seeing could, Biggs play like that. Yeah, dude, it was so funny. Like they just kept bricking those threes at the end, mm-hmm. and then finally Adebayo put one in. Sabonis was pl- trying to knock him off. Is that what he was trying to? Because he shot the first one clear and open, and then he saw them pulling back for another three, so he just got one up to try to bounce theirs out. Yeah, which is a great strategy. Yeah, that's how you um, have to do. And uh, what's that? What's that game? Where a bump, knockout bump. or bump, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Bump in high school. It's stressful, dude. It is stressful. <laughs> um, so that was fun. So three point contest is probably my favorite event of the whole weekend because it depends on you scoring. Mm-hmm. If you make your shots, you win. If you miss your shots, you lose. Yeah, there's no subjectivity to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the dunk contest, it relies on judging. Yeah. Judging of people who, I mean, they had Dwayne Wade up there, but there were some people who I questioned being on that panel in the first place. Like who? I don't know. I just felt like there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of, there was two non NBA players. That's what I mean. Okay. Um, well, there's WNBA, two NBA and three NBA players. And then the other two were not, I think, I think, but Aaron Gordon should have won. Yeah. He should have won two years ago. He didn't, he didn't clear Taco Fall, but he still dunked over a seven foot six dude. Dude, he literally, okay, if his head is six inches or eight inches, he still dunked nearly seven, over a seven footer. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. But, the whole, dude, Aaron has the best argument. He had every round, you're supposed to have four dunks, right? Mm-hmm. Four dunks, that's it. That's what the standard is, right? So everybody did their four dunks. Aaron got. 50s on all his dunks. What's his name? Who won? Joan, uh, Derek Jones Jr. or yeah, something like that? from the Heat? Yes. Anyways, he got like a, uh, uh, like a 48 and then 50s. And Aaron's like, dude, I should be the champion because he got less than 50 one time. I have not. And then they just instead had him go back and forth over and over and over to the end until finally someone scored less than the other. Yeah, it was lame, it was dude. Lame. It was lame. They don't ha- they don't have that format figured out yet, and I think Aaron brings a good point when he says you get four dunks and that's it. Winner of total if it's a tie, and they're like, oh, at the last two you both get fifty. Let's look at the cumulative score, and then winner takes it all. I think that's fair. Yeah, I hate that freaking judgy crap. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I don't know, and it was finally new this year. There wasn't anybody trying to recreate stuff like when uh when who was it oh it was dwight howard when he put on the superman thing and everything and like that was unique like that was cool right and then blake griffin jumped over the car i just feel like there's been you a, like that i thought it was unique. the car yeah i hate those gimmicks dude you hate the gimmicks uh, the best thing about this dunk contest was there was no gimmicks yeah fair enough there was one gimmick i think but pat content I didn't see that one. Oh, dude. He came out dressed as like Woody Harrelson from White Man Can't Jump. Oh, really? And he came and put the sneakers on the judge's 
panel like on their desk or whatever and then he went and you know he was dressed just like them he had a picture of his team on his shirt and he dunked it it was cool that dude's got hops yeah he does yeah but it was cool and that was the only like a real gimmicky thing i think oh and aaron gordon had the tiktok girls come and dance while he dunked it's like what the, you someone was like he should lose just for doing that <laughs> <laughs> oh dude tiktok how is that a thing I don't know, but I feel like if I'm complaining about it, I feel real old manish. Yeah. So I just I don't even I don't even think about it. What about like Vine? Vine was tight. I didn't even think Vine was tight. Vine was if you could make me laugh within like that short amount of time, or even smirk a little, that's good. These TikToks are just like stupid dancing and blech. I'm old, well, dude. It's, well, it's all those bros, right? Like, there's those five guys that all. They look like frat bros uh-huh. and they, they dance to different. That's what I'm saying. Songs. It's so. We bad. should do that. Oh God! What? How awful that would be, <laughs> dude. We gotta, we gotta put our name out there. We gotta, <laughs> we, gotta do get, we have to get on TikTok, right? Uh, which reminds me, I'm working on something for the podcast. Okay, I'll talk to you. Well, about you, it what afterwards. you've been coming up with has been gold. When you sent me that first one, uh huh. Dude, I was so I was sitting. Kylie and I were watching TV on the couch, and I was like, I was like, Kylie, you have to see this, and it instantly. Sent it to her. That was so cool. I love that, dude. The radio dial one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just so you understand the layers of that, the video is not me. Mm-hmm. It's on a it's on a free site you can download stuff from. So I found the video. There was no sound. So then I added the tuning radio sound, and then I had to add the clip to fade in from the tuning radio sound to start, and then add it from when it comes into there. And then I had to take the intro and put it at the end. That is baller, dude. Yeah. You did. <laughs> That was really good because you, um, that wasn't, that was absolutely insane because I don't do anywhere near the amount of editing that you do. Mm-hmm. I've done a little bit for the radio show, like five times. Right. And I struggle with the most basic stuff. That is insane. Just because I have a little bit more of like a, of a clue into, yeah, the, right, world, right, into right. the world that you like are a master in. Mm-hmm. I have so much more respect now for that. Right. Because it's like, damn, that, that is so hard to my figure out. what i've been trying to do consuming. honestly it took maybe an hour it but taking me a lot longer i like coming in with nothing mm-hmm. and just saying okay what can i do with this so i found that video of the guy tuning the dial and it was silent and i was like what can i do with this and then from there i start thinking and then like adding things and taking him away and no i don't like that that doesn't work and then just doing that. Mm-hmm. Like one idea that I had was kind of funny was I didn't do it, but having it tune and then play a clip of like my friend's show yeah, and then tune and then play a clip from like knuckle draggers and then tune and then come to say what you mean as uh, the final clip, yeah. something like that. Um, it, it would have been a way longer and way harder, mm-hmm. but that's where my ideas start. And then I'm like, no, let's just simplify it and yeah. then go into here. No, I, and then I thought it was perfect. So now that. I started like getting a, to the point where I'm finding like images mm-hmm. and, like one thing I did just just to test my skills and see what I could do is there's like this this picture of this old TV, okay. And then I took that video and framed it onto the screen of the TV. So then now that video is like showing on the image of an old TV. But then I the the picture has kind of like a like a filter over it. Mm-hmm. It looks kind of old. And there's a reflection from the window behind the TV on the screen. I found out, I figured out, I didn't even Google anything. I just figured out how to make it look like after I've uh, imposed that video onto the TV, how to make the glare come through the video of the dial. Oh. 
Dude, I'll have to show you it. Okay. It's something I'm working on. It's super cool. But there's something else I'm working on um, that I showed Jen last night, and she's like, you've got to do that. So we'll talk about it. But I've got some things in the works. I'm making some things. If you haven't checked out our videos, they're on Instagram. Uh, we have a YouTube channel where I just I just kind of throw them up there. Um, they're on there too. Um, so Google say what you mean or look up say what you mean on YouTube. Um, promo videos is usually what they're under. But working on some things. Got yeah. some things coming down, coming down. Uh, real quick debate. Did you watch it? Uh, I caught snippets of it, dude. I am just. I'm kind of I'm done with them because they're saying oh. it's, it's saying the same. They're just saying oh, the same okay, things. okay, okay. Uh, last night on my way before I left work, I was trying to look for like uh, the full video. Yeah, it's like two and a half hours long. Yeah, but I was looking everywhere for it on like YouTube and I couldn't find it. And then this morning I Googled the debate and it came up with the full video. So I literally only just got to watch half of the intros before the show started. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I think I need to at least watch it because I haven't watched any of them. Mm-hmm. My schedule doesn't Yeah, if you haven't watched any of it. them, you should watch at least one or two. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. They're, it is what it is. I, getting, getting back to a conversation we had, I think, either last episode or the episode before last about Bloomberg. Right. And there's like four, there's like five, I think it was the articles from The Atlantic and it laid out like five different possibilities for yes. Bloomberg's yes. Um, like trajectory in what it means for the DNC. And I would say right now it's definitely a um, a plan that's going to back that's backfiring on the moderates because he's running a moderate campaign. Right. And if you were to take the all of the if right now instead of attacking Bernie last night mm-hmm. the front runner they spent the entire time attacking Bloomberg. Right. Like if there and if there's any like Bernie is if there's one person who is benefiting most from Bloomberg's entrance it's Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Because right now, like the, the the thing that everybody thought was going to happen, right? It was like mm-hmm. Biden was like this front runner. He was going to coalesce all of the moderate vote, right? And the progressives were going to be split between Warren and Bernie. Well, mm-hmm. actually, the opposite has happened. Warren has completely dropped off, and basically, the entire progressive vote has coalesced around Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. And then actually, it was the the moderate vote that's completely split between four cl- four candidates, right? Buttigieg, Klobuchar, Bloomberg, and Biden, mm-hmm. and. They're going. They're killing each other. Yeah. They're literally killing each other. They're going after B- Buttigieg for possible camp, like illegal campaign violations. Right. They're going at Klobuchar's just there. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> just there. I'm sorry. I, I like. I don't have anything bad to say about Klobuchar. Right. But she's just not going to win. Right. I'm, I mean, it's unfortunate. She, yeah. She's she has that, but her and Buttigieg do split that kind of like Midwestern eth- have that Midwestern ethos, right. and they're they're splitting what little niche that they have mm-hmm. and then but Buttigieg has actually performed fairly well in I New Hampshire so. and in Iowa oh so I it's, mean just like sometimes hearing him speak I'm just like oh okay all right and, and it has translated to votes more right. than you would think like right he's done better than Biden in both of those states right does he have the ability to win in the south mm-hmm. Buttigieg probably not yeah he has like the lowest um the lowest popularity amongst African Americans on any of any candidate oh. on in the DNC stage uh-huh which is funny because you have Bloomberg who literally instituted stop and frisk, right. which targeted essentially targeted African-Americans yeah. like and he Bloomberg is more Whoa. popular than Buttigieg interesting. amongst that demographic. So, hmm. I don't know. It's interesting, but it, it, it's funny how the 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 experts predicted a fission, a, like a splintering of the progressive vote, but it was actually amongst the, the, the moderates. Um, yeah. 
and they're going at it. They are. I mean, last night they were instructed to direct their responses at one another. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought that was a mis- I think that's a mistake. Yeah. So naturally, I got to bring this up, but I was talking to CJ about it, <laughs> and CJ says, "I'd love for candidates just." To be locked in a room and given one hour to write an op-ed on a topic present to them only once they're locked inside. Remove the back and forth. Remove talking points and sound bites. Ask us to consume your thoughts and ideas individually instead of at the same time as other candidates. That'd be great. That's why I read Obama's book in 2007. Um, I had mad respect for him as a leader. Hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, just this idea of, I hope it's okay I read that, CJ. <laughs> um, but I, he has such great ideas. And and what in having this conversation with CJ, I'm like, yes, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. That That is something that we would love to see. I said, but for the general public, they want to see a Coliseum bloodbath. Mm-hmm. They want to see them zing it's each a, other. It's a spectacle. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and I said, in, in, in line with that, I love trolls. I love savage burns. I just think we're officially the internet and we're in the matrix. Yeah. Like, trust me, I want an intellectual presentation of their thoughts and ideas, Mm -hmm. not just this bloodbath of battles, right? Yeah. But I do love a savage burn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can't have it both ways. I mean, I guess if I want a savage burn, I'll watch like Real Housewives or something. Yeah, there you go. You know, (laughs) not our politics. Yeah, I, it, I, it's just the age we live in, right? That's that's it's a mani- it's a manifestation. That's why we need to start a TikTok <laughs> to get our, to get us out there. God, can you imagine us on TikTok. Oh, I wouldn't know what to do, dude. I would not know what to do. Yeah, it's interesting with with Bloomberg, man, because he's kind of he's he's he hasn't been in any of the first two primaries, but yet he's polling above Biden. Oh, I want to say one thing about all all the Democratic candidates. Okay, all of them have been a public servant. Mm-hmm. Which should be standard. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, Bloomberg. Everybody can call him a, a billionaire and everything, but he was a mayor. He was a mayor. And, and he he was elected. He was a successful mayor. Yeah, for what eight years? I don't know. I don't know. But I was I was thinking about that when I was starting to watch it this morning. I was like, every single one of these have been elected to. Uh, uh, to an office, to a position, a public servant position, mm-hmm. and even like Buttigieg, who has the the lowest profile right public service, has also served in the military. Oh, okay, so. yeah, yeah, something, yeah, something. He served in the military, and he's he's mayor of a like the fifth biggest town in Indiana. But it's <laughs> <laughs> it's something, it's something, and he's definitely well read. Like you can tell that yeah. he has really studied his ass off when it comes to like the topics that right. he's speaking about, because it comes across really articulate. Yes, I agree. Um, but I just, and, and you hope like, right. Oh, everybody, the, the big knock on president, like the most rat, like a rational critique of president Obama is that he was so raw coming. In. Right. And you know, less than one full term in the Senate. And then other than that, he was a community organizer in Chicago. Right. And, and he Harvard education and all that. But it's like, what did he, it was, it was touch and go early. Right. But he surrounded him. He was like he was a good. He had that mind to know. He knew what he didn't know, and he put people around him and listened to the people around him oh. that got him through that transition. Period. I was telling someone that yet two days ago about Trump. Like they're like Trump. Trump is saving the economy and he's killing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we'll see how how great his 
concept of economy is when it crashes. And it has this administration put in the pieces to protect yeah, think about the people. The, think about the starting points that yes. It, yes. President yes. Obama started and President Trump started with. Yes. President Trump took over I during, said a, that. during an era of an ex, during an era of expansion yes. and through deregulation has has in the short term bumped that. Right. It's not sustainable. Yep. No economist says that it's sustainable at the level of growth that it is currently right. at. Ooh. Listen to our upcoming episode of To the Republic. That's true. Yeah, yeah, we got. That's exactly what we're talking about. It's gonna be. It's gonna be on. We're not. We we don't really. We don't mention Trump once at all. No, but you'll get the gist of it, Uh, especially with economics and boom and bust and and in electing leaders who are considering or at least thinking about this in the sense where you're talking about knowing where your shortcomings are and filling those positions with people who are experts in them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not just feeling like. Feeling like yeah. you know everything, and mm-hmm. fire, firing anybody, not, yes. not not listening to like FDR didn't listen to anybody, but he just kept the people around as right. figureheads, right? Right, and then but then you have Trump who will literally if you if you he's he fires everybody, yeah, literally just fires everybody. the the deputy um the under deputy undersecretary the UN who was initially the guy who who approved and earlier in 2019, who initially approved the, the release of uh, foreign aid to Ukraine uh-huh. that Trump later blocked before his call with Zelensky, that dude just got fired yesterday. <sighs> anyway, different topic. Yeah. But anyway, but Obama took over during one of the worst recessions in our history and saw us through that. Right. I'm just, it's not... <laughs> and, 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 and then blame for the hard times gets put on him. Mm-hmm. It's we like how do people not see that? It's recency bias. I think it's it like, is because, it it, is. because economies yes. are so peak and trough. Yes, the the current like the current peak blinds you to what happened on the other yeah. side. Yeah. Ooh, I want to make a, a graphic of. I think that'd be great to show that that boom and bust scale mm-hmm. lined up with our recent presidents and where their terms started. Yeah, and look at it. Mm-hmm. Oh, President Obama, to set the economy up for long-term stable growth, not at the level... We were probably never going to see the levels of economic growth as set up by Obama right? as we are in, as by Trump. But mm-hmm. you were never going to get that... You're not going to get the peaks and troughs. Like, as high... You're always going to have peaks and troughs in an economy. Right. Especially in a, in a capitalist economy, yes. you're going to have those. But what he... What... President Obama had done through regu- through regu- regulatory policies mm-hmm. on fi- on in on the fiscal side, working with the monetary side, the Fed, set it, set us up for long term sustainable growth over a long over a period of of extended years. Right. Um. Through making sure that you know banks were going to be through um you know, clamps down on you know making sure that through through banking and different fiscal policies. I don't we don't right. We don't need to get into it, but it's. That's that's one way to see the economy. The other side to see his economy is to try to squeeze as much as you can out of it out of it right now, to get those those six seven percent yes GDP gross. But on the flip side of that, you're going to see six seven point drops. Yeah, and there's a lot of people who are going to suffer with a business cycle and with when the business cycle has those kinds of peaks and valleys. There's a lot of people who suffer, especially in in jobs that are highly dependent on right. on on cash flows, the, the housing industry. 
than the construct the construction industry. A lot mm-hmm. of a lot of those people will be cycl- have cyclical unemployment. Yeah through different periods more often than they would under a stable under a stable right. economy. And that's what I worry about with this recency bias because say a democrat wins the presidency mm-hmm. and there's that bust and the natural flow of capitalism drops. That person is going to be blamed for that. Well, there will be because I know there will be, but I'm saying that person's going to get blamed for it. Well, right now there's so much investment in our economy because of the ex- because of the expansion in due to deregulation. Right. So there's a lot of there is a lot of cash flow right now. There's a ton of cash flow because there's investors are seeing op- new new frontiers, new o- open opportunities. Mm-hmm. But so when if say Bernie Sanders gets elected, all the economy is is based on future projections and they know that higher periods of regulation are going to be coming. So they're instantly going to start pulling back their money. Mm. They're going to start pulling back their investments. They're going to start insulating themselves, getting ready for higher, higher periods of regulation. regulation yeah. So you will see an initial drop right? until they figure out how they can, this, this happens all the time. Investors right. are going to see, Okay, we, that's an unknown. We don't know how Bernie Sanders is going to run the economy. Specifically, he, he has his projections, but we don't know what's going to be able to get through Congress. It's going to take one to two years of his presidency for them to realize how he's going to govern and then how they can move, move their money around. And right. then you'll see a bit of a recovery. So it, 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 because of recency bias, we happen to see everything we see in just a snapshot without, completely out of context. Whatever snapshot we're currently living in, yes. it's in a vacuum. And who's ever currently in charge, they're 100% at fault or 100% um, because it happened 100% because of the person that's in right. power. That is so dumb. <laughs> <sighs> what? Nothing. What? I, mean, I don't, it's, <laughs> it's, but that's just the way, that's just the way it is. Right. Like, yeah, it's annoying, dude. It bums me out because I don't know. Like, not that I want to see him get a second term. I think he's going to, but 100% he's yeah, going to. He's going yeah. to. So let's see how your guy handles that. If it busts and it crashes and we're in a recession, how do, how does it handle? Is he still your guy? This coronavirus is going to have a really, I think, potentially could have a really devastating effect on the effect on the world economy. You think so? Uh-huh. Why? They're because China and most of Southeast Asia are shutting down high production manufacturing plants, trying to keep people from congregating in really tight areas. Right. And it's um, I was looking at a at a at a graph yesterday where the x axis was available like st- stores domestically of uh-huh. particular products, and the other one was like um, available like available workers to work in those like so how much production new production is going to be happening versus how much store how much stores are are available for for the supply to uh, outlast a period of low production uh-huh. and like re- retail economy but basically everything that our a post-industrial economy relies on uh-huh. is on the higher medium to high risk part of that matrix. Whoa. So I think the United States could potentially see a massive economic downturn due to the effects of the coronavirus in, in Asia. Interesting. We didn't even talk about that thing. No, I, I mean, I, I don't mostly because I think it's, it's honestly overblown. You think so? I think it's over. I think it, the risk of it is overstated. I think more people die from the flu. They do. The the <laughs> I think that the, the, the big thing is like because where it initially happened, I think a lot of it has to do with one media and then in China in in also but China's more openness or at least their appearance to being more open uh-huh. uh, and transparent 
has a lot to do with with why the coronavirus is getting so much attention because when SARS broke out SARS had a lot higher more percentage mortality rate uh-huh. than than uh, coronavirus did oh. but but China kept that shit under wraps right they they actually got they got chastised horribly by the international community for how for how they're for not playing a bigger role in the World Health Organization right. and trying to stop the spread of SARS, but also underreporting the amount of people who died by SARS in China. Right. So as we we've talked about, um, both on to the Republic and here, is that China is wanting to expand its role in its vision and wanting to look like more of like you know that benevolent hegemon right. um, as it as it looks to expand it, it its its place in the international community so they're they're being way more open about mm-hmm. coronavirus and, and its effects and and in allowing foreign doctors to come in and help and they're they're Interesting. they're 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 helping with their research and it's almost like a complete flip over SARS right. but even like but MERS no I, I don't think I'm going to sound like Trump here. Nobody talks about MERS. Like, you know how he always says, like, nobody ever talks about this. Yeah, what about, what about? But literally, I don't, had anybody ever heard of MERS? I hadn't until Uh I started researching pandemics. Uh But Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome happened like two years after SARS. Mm -hmm. It had like a, something like a 30% mortality rate. And like, we didn't even hear about it. Oh. Maybe Mm. because it was in middle, it was in the Middle East. I don't know, but that's. I think uh, you have a good point about them flipping the script and now instead of keeping it under wraps, actually talking about it, bringing people in. And so mm-hmm. now, now it's like, wait, why are you guys now telling us all about this? Let's look into this. And then the media. Yeah. And then, and, and then now it, because it has so much more coverage, now people are thinking that it's, it's far, it has a lot more. Right. Have you, I guess, um, one of the biggest like little uh, niches of the economy that is having the biggest struggle uh-huh. right now is actually Asian, um, Asian food restaurants in the United States. Oh no. People are going, <laughs> Because I don't, I'm guessing that is terrible. Dum dums who think that it's just like it's it's inherent to Asians, so they're not wanting to go to Asian establishments. That is terrible. That oh my maga dude. <laughs> oh my god, is that real? That's real. That is terrible. I'm gonna go get pho this weekend. <laughs> that is annoying. It is super annoying. Isn't wow. It? People are so dumb. Tell me. That's our education uh, system for you. Wow. Dude. Okay. Is this real? People were pouring out Coronas. Uh, I hadn't heard that. I heard that. I don't know how true it is or how valid it is, but I heard people were pouring out their Corona beer. If that's true. Yeah. I we deserve the United States deserves what's coming to us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Hold on. People pouring out Corona's. If that's real, dude. Okay. Here's an article um, of someone frantically pouring out their Corona's claiming they spread the virus. Um, it sounds like it was just one person. Okay. Cause there's one, did you hear about the dude who was suing the NFL because it, the halftime show made him horny. Yes, I, did. We, I think yeah, we talked I mean, about th- that. They're stupid. They're stupid people. And yeah. unfortunately, in, in the 24-hour news cycle, these people get coverage. Yeah, thank God they're mi- the mi- minority. I think. I hope. They might not be. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Tell me about the Department of Justice, because I can't keep up with everything, dude. <laughs> the, the most recent thing? I don't know. Last week, you were like, we got to talk about this, dude. And I've tried to like, I tried, barely tried. Um, 
Well, he just it was in his what's morning, going on his morning chopper talk. Okay. He basically well, him and Barr had a couple of public spats. Okay. And it all stems over verse each other. Yeah. Oh. Well, one. Okay. Barr has Barr said publicly like I can't do my job with 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 the president constantly tweeting about my job in the job that the Justice Department is doing. Oh, really? <laughs> right? It's ironic coming from, from Barr. It's, yeah. It almost, reads, it almost reads to me like, I can't do my shady shit with you exposing it. Oh, boy. But I don't think like that. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just, I, I do think Barr is a civil servant and he just has, ideologically, he is inclined to... No, I like to, the thing to, you to, said <laughs> earlier. I think, <laughs> ideologically, he is inclined to... Um, to believe that the the executive branch, especially in the modern era, needs to be expanded in its powers, I don't think someone. I, I disagree with that, and I, I wish someone who holds that ideology wasn't like the chief law enforcement officer of our country. Right, but he he is, and this that's the administration, and that's the that's the 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 path that they're going down. Right, and we can vote against that in in this November. Please God. Please God. <laughs> um, but Trump and his. Uh, in response to that, yeah, in his in his morning chopper talk, where he just yells above the chopper, yeah, said, "You know why he does when, that? No, just to prove that his hair is awesome. That's probably it. I don't I don't know why he does it. It, it he, that's probably it. It I don't, has I don't to be, dude. Look at how unfaced his hair is while the chopper sw- spins in the background. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, anyway, so you're fine. Anyway, uh." He he responds essentially, kind of re- like responds without actually responding directly to Barr, but basically says, "I'm the chief law enforcement officer of this country. I have the right." Trump said that. Yeah, and then and then when pressed by the Post, Washington Post reporter, he said, "Yeah, I have the right to intervene in any case I see necessary," and then didn't really expand on it. He feels that way. Of all of the stuff that he has said, he said he's going to do all of that. All of that stuff in itself is dangerous. That scared the shit out of me. Why? Because he's basically saying I the Justice Department is a tool for me to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's up with Roger Stone? Why are they coming at my boy? They're coming at. I know Roger Stone is your boy, <laughs> and you're probably gonna. You're probably happy to hear. That uh, Stone's probably going to get either have his sentence dropped to nothing, yeah, or he's going to be completely acquitted. Well, not Dude. not acquitted. He's already been found guilty, but right. he, or he'll be um, not acquitted. Guilty um, of what? It was campaign finance, right? Okay, I don't um, know. He, dude, he's been doing shady shit since the '60s. It was lying to Congress. It was li- it was lying oh. to the FBI. That's right. It was, and because um, over the uh, over the the Russia probe, right? And uh, he was indicted and found guilty uh-huh. in federal court. And the federal prosecutors who were on that case, yeah. were writing up their sent the writing up their sentencing recommendations to the judge. And in comes Barr, in which everybody thought under the dire- under the direction of President Trump, right, to greatly reduce. The sentencing recommendation. So over that, the four prosecutors working on the Roger Stone case quit. They resigned. These are lifelong civil servants. These aren't guys that are just like Obama people. Right. These are people who have worked in the FBI and, or they worked in the Justice Department for years. These are these are senior civil servants. Yeah. The best that we our country has to offer in that field. These aren't political hacks. Right. I don't understand like why. In the military, deservedly so, gets all of this praise. 
But what there does? is there the military. Yeah. Deservedly so. Yeah. Oh, but okay, there but, are so yeah. many other people who are serving their country in other roles. Right. Right. That are. In so many in, facets that are and means inc- incredibly important yeah, to the yeah. functioning of our of a healthy democratic society. Yeah. In a safe society. Without the Justice Department, where there's no rule, there's no there's no federal enforcement body for the rule of law domestically. And he's using this as a political tool. Yeah. That's he, terrifying. He's, he's putting his hands in in trying to make it politicized. Right. Wasn't that like the biggest critique of Obama is he was politicizing all of our bureaucracies? Right. There's nothing to anywhere close to the level that we're seeing right now, especially in the Justice Department. Right. And he's openly doing it. It's almost like if he was more shady, people would people would be more averse to it. But right. because he's so open about it, they're like, oh, he's just that's just what he can do. He's the president. It's almost like he's almost like he, because he's so open about his his his, his, his like his shadiness yeah. and his like corruption, it almost like it gets a public pass. I mean, it worked with him paying off porn stars and grabbing her by the pussy and like it's all out there and he's just like Bleh, it's there yeah and when he tried to deny it people were like come on dude that's when he got the most blowback mm-hmm. it was when he tried to deny it yes. it wasn't the act it was the act of denial yes and I think he realized that right what was what got Clinton it was lying about his yeah. his affair with Monica Lewinsky what got Nixon the cover up right it's almost like he's either people around him or he has realized that as long as he's just open about it, yeah, his people are going to love him. Yeah, it's just once you try to once you try to cover it up, that's when it gets, that's when the blowback happens. What the fuck, dude? I can't I can't draw a line in any in any way that that makes sense. But it works, at least with his base. And meanwhile, that's the, what I'm talking about. I don't yeah. get it. Sorry, go ahead. You're fine. No, but it's. I think it's. It's on. It's tribal. It's. It is tribalism, and tribalism in our politics has never been more prevalent. Dude, smells like Latin American history. Everybody's pissed off at the Astros for cheating, right? But Astro fans love it. Not as you won't find a single Astros fan. I don't think you'll find a single Astros fan that would say they did anything wrong because they won. They got a championship, right? You think there's Astro fans that said they didn't do anything wrong? Oh, I hear them. What? Yeah. I mean, I do always say if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I don't mean it, but I do always say it. <laughs> but think of but that level of devotion to your to a sports team. Okay. That has transcended sports and into our politics. Yikes, dude. They don't care that Trump cheated. They yeah. just care that Trump won. And they want to see Nobody's objective. It, Nobody. Mm-mm. Nobody. No. They want to see their team win, and that's it. Yeah. Which is terrifying for anyone like we've talked about before, the Bernie Bros. If they don't get it, Trump's going to win. Because, I mean, there was one thing that Warren said last night that I appreciated. It's like, I will support the Democratic nomination, mm-hmm. regardless of who it is. I appreciate that. Because that is a little bit of solidarity there. But voters aren't going to do that. No. Oh, boy. I, <clears throat> I cannot stand bernie sanders as a candidate i don't know him as a person i can't okay. comment why i don't like his i don't like his his policies on his policies on trade it's isolationist okay i think he's woefully underprepared to um take on us to take the the lead on u.s foreign policy to be able to articulate a foreign policy i think he's he is isolationist at his core uh-huh. um and then i don't agree with his high regulatory economic 
domestic practices. I do believe in Keynesian economics mm-hmm. as a as a as they as the right reform to capitalism, right. and I do think there needs to be a reform to capitalism in the modern era. But I think that he he is too um, he's going too far in the other direction, mm-hmm. and I think he's and and I don't um, agree with the elimination basically the the pub making pub nationalizing an entire sector of our economy that is that's the healthcare economy that's the healthcare sector that's my biggest and so i don't i don't i i I just fundamentally disagree with like 90 percent of this stuff but he is a civil servant he has spent his entire life in the senate and i don't believe that he, he would do any and i think he would i think he would use the executive branch as a as a as an executive weapon, mm-hmm. I think he, he would govern very similar to Trump in in, the, in regards to using executive orders to mm. get what he wants done to circumvent Congress. Because he's going to be elected on if he's elected, he's elected on that mandate. Right. His supporters want that. I think if for the most part, I'm not right. going. I can't speak for all yeah. Bernie Sanders supporters, but right. I think for the most part, they want to see rapid change. That's why he's so popular. He's a pop. He's he is a populist, and he and he is a quote radical. And I think they want to see radical. I think that means that they want to see radical change, and they're willing to, and they're willing to, to and they want it now. Why do mm-hmm. Why do they want Bernie so badly right now? It's because they want change to happen right. instantaneously. He's just the other side of the coin of, of President Trump. Maybe he's not as as brash, and I don't think he'll be as corrupt. But I do think, in terms of how you would see the government ran, not not in the not corruption and all that kind of right. stuff, but in terms of exec, beliefs about his executive authority and his and beliefs about trade and in the economy, mm-hmm. trying to using the government to pick winners and losers. Mm-hmm. You're just he's just going to. I mean, Trump is using the economy to pick winners and losers of his base. Okay. And I think Bernie would use do the same thing using the, the tools of the government mm-hmm. to put clamps What do you mean by picking winners and losers? Who gets government incentivized like who gets, you know, government in, in, incentivizations? Mm-hmm. Who gets um uh who gets um And what is that normally uh dictated by? The market. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I get you. Okay. So, so like so tr- think about Trump with um with his with his farmer with his with his farm bailouts or Trump with his subsidies for coal. Right. Right? It, it that's the market has dictated that coal is dead. Nobody's right. buying coal, right. but yet he there is the you know the US government has been giving millions of dollars in subsidies to coal the coal companies. Right. Why? Because that was a campaign promise. Yes. Bernie's going to do the same Bernie's just doing the same thing but just on the but just with with different winners and losers. Mm. In instead of Instead of letting the market gradually go towards green energy, which it was naturally anyway, he's Trump is pulling that pulling any sort of incentivization towards that market and putting it back into into coal. Mm-hmm. And I think Bernie would do this would do the same thing, right? He's going to eliminate private insurance. That's picking winners and losers in the economy, right? Hmm. That's a lot to think about. <laughs> I can't help but think that. You know, we've seen we we talked about it before, but anyone who gets into the office, whether it's Bernie or or Biden or Trump, Mm -hmm. well, not Trump, but anyone on the Democratic side, I think that the bar has been set as far as rhetoric and populist rhetoric and saying what you need to to get there, right? Mm -hmm. And and you we've talked about how when presidents get into the office, they kind of step back on everything that they've. Traditionally, that has been that has been the case that the the power of the presidency has a soothing effect, right? So I can't, I can't help but think that regardless of who the Democratic nominee is or winner, mm-hmm. that that is the case. Yeah, I think you're right, and I was going to 
I'll conclude my my yeah. critique of Bernie Sanders yeah. with the caveat that I would vo- I will vote for him over President Trump. Right, right. I think that all of this, the bumper sticker, the vitriol of the the debates against one another. I think when it comes time, if a Democrat gets in office, one, I'm I'm interested if 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 somebody goes and continues the abuse of power at the executive level or expanding it, I can't imagine that person stays longer than one term if it's a new electee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, if it's Trump, the, conti- the expansion will continue mm-hmm. if he wins. Yeah. And the abuse will continue. And the corruption will continue. Um, dude, corruption! It's corrupt! Like, uh Sorry, that's so annoying. I'm just annoyed by everybody. I'm crouchy. At this point, you can't not call it corruption. You can't. He used the power of the presidency in the in the power of the United States as a as a nation to solicit foreign interference in our elections. Yeah. Not to not forget about this whole he was trying to root out corruption in Ukraine. Right. That's window dressing. He was trying to use it specifically to draw doubt on Biden. You know what? It worked. Yeah. Regardless of whether they, he ultimately got the call that he wanted, what he wanted was Zelensky to, to, to formally launch an investigation into Biden. Mm-hmm. Regardless, that casts enough doubt on Biden as a person. His campaign is done. Yeah. And whether it's, it has more to do, it, and maybe that's not 100% it, like 100% it, but it doesn't, I definitely think that it had a play. For sure. Because as soon as all of all him and his son were getting drugged through that impeachment inquiry, the names just kept getting thrown out by Republican congressmen all the time. Yeah. And what ended up happening, he, he just kept getting chipped away, chipped away, chipped, chipped away by other moderates. Yep. And the, now it's, now the moderate vote is completely split. You're going to be looking at a Bernie Sanders ticket mm-hmm. versus President Trump. And I think Trump is licking his chops on that. So he tweeted again this morning about how Bloomberg is attacking Bernie or something. And basically like, um, again, almost tweeting favoritism towards the, ma- uh, towards Bernie, not in the matchup, mm-hmm. but supportive almost in a way because he here's my theory okay is that because you hear this all the time his sons were talking about how the dnc is rigging the system against bernie sanders they're trying to do the most the best that they can to 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 play the to hedge their bets saying that if a by if a if a moderate wins the nomination it was because the dnc screwed over bernie that's going to cause bernie bros to stay home on the flip side if bernie ends up winning they know they can beat him in a general. You think? I think they can. I don't think so. I said this before. I really Do don't think, think so. Okay. It's not okay. about winning the popular vote. Uh, that's would, true. Would Bernie win the popular vote? Yes. Yeah. Would Bernie win a first past the post, a simple majority election in Ohio, in coal country? No. Would he win it amongst the older population in Florida? Would he win it in rural Missouri? Would he I don't win know. it? Would he win it in Rust Belt, Michigan? That's the that's the game. Right. Trump can lose, and he's probably going to lose the popular vote by seven percent, double what he lost against Hillary Clinton. Right. It ain't going to matter, man. This yeah. is the game. The game is the electoral college, and Trump knows how to win. The, is knows how to win. That's that terrible. Game. Knows how to win that game, and Bernie doesn't. Right. You know why? Because I think 
I, I don't think that Bernie does. I have no right. pers- particular ide- yeah. idea. I don't know what his, but I know his polling numbers. Yeah. Are close to Trump in most of those states. I just, I just, in all the key battleground yeah. states, forget about nationally. Right. Yes, every single Democrat on that stage polls better yes. than President Trump okay. nationally. Right. But that doesn't matter. I'm what matters is what, what, what are right. the polls saying in Ohio, Florida, Virginia, North Carolina, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania? Right. Those are the states that are going to ultimately determine this election. And Bernie is either tied or below Trump in most of those states. Oof. I didn't consider any of that. Because I am thinking popular. I am thinking 1v1, vote for vote, he loses. You could have 100% of voter turnout in California, uh-huh. all voting for oh, Bernie Sanders. That's terrible. And it's, would, it's 55 electoral votes regardless. Yes. Of whether it was, a, whether it was a, whether it's a, that's how our election system right, works. Right, right, right. Each state is first past the post. Yes. It doesn't matter if you win 51 to 49 or if you win 100, 100 to 0. Right. You only get the electoral, you only get the electoral points there. Right. States like Ohio, North Carolina, North Dakota, South Dakota only have, they have less representatives than they do senators. Right. Why? Because their populations are so low, but they still have three electoral votes that, and their population does not, does not warrant. Right. <sighs> they should be getting one. They have, they have enough population in Wyoming to have one electoral vote, right. but they have three. So that's weighted higher than California's on a vote, on a electoral right, vote by right, electoral right, vote right, basis. Right, right, That's how a minority party like the Republican Party continues to stay in power. Right. Because then also each state has two senators. So it's equal representation in the Senate. I'm not, I'm not saying that the system is bad. I'm just no, no, explaining no, yes. how the system, I got you. I how got the you. system is played and how this game, electoral game is played. So not only do you have a president who is being elected from a because there's more registered democrats and there are republicans in the country right you're going to have a president who's going to lose two straight elections who's going to lose a popular vote in two straight elections right who's going to probably maintain power because of a because of the because of winning states through the electoral college right, right. and being held in power by by senators who represent far less of the proportion of the of the population than than um than the Democratic senators do. If you think about it, there's a there's a there's a Republican majority in the Senate, right? Who represent roughly a third of total of what the Democratic pop senators represent in terms of total population. Mm-hmm. But yet they they control the, the Senate. Right. They control right. one half one half of our of our legislative branch. Right. So if that's the case, then no Democrat will win. If he's got such a monopoly or strategy against those key states, but Obama had it in 2012, so it's not like it's unwinnable. So what is ha- what do they need to do? They need to do. They need to. I in your opinion, in my opinion, I, I think it's a moder- I think it's a. I think it's a moderate candidate. Slow, gradual change. Most of America is still fairly conservative. Right. But Trump isn't, and if he's winning those states, they seem as conservative though. They see him as as protecting capitalism. Socially conservative. Yeah. I don't think economically or politically conservative. No, but they but but most of them, I believe, that Bern, think Bernie Sanders is a socialist. Okay, that's true. <laughs> oh, he's gonna win again. Dude. He's one hundred percent gonna win again. <laughs> oh, he's gonna win again. <gasps> oh God, you just made me more grouchy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now I'm going to work. Sorry. That's all good. That was fun. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Put me in check. I'm not putting you in Crushing check. Crushing my hopes and dreams. Well, I think they're the same hopes and dreams that I have. I know. I just think over and over, like, maybe there's a chance he's going to lose. There isn't. No, because even if he... There's a good... There's a 50% chance 
probably better than 50% chance yeah. that he wins this election legitimately. Yeah. Through the rules of the game without having to tweak anything. Right. But he's also set the he's also set the stage that if he has to call on his on his cronies yes. to keep him in power, he's going to do it. Yeah. So not only are we fighting a corrupt administration, we're we're also fighting a game that's that's set up to to allow a minority party to stay in power. Right. But even that, like, how are people just? I shouldn't say we're fighting that system because I still support that. For I sure, still support for sure, that for system. Sure. But that system is set up to keep a minority power, yeah. more minority power, in part in 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 power. Even though I dis I disagree with the party that's in power, I don't disagree with the system. Yeah, does that makes sense. It does make okay. sense. All right. Because now they, like you're saying, he's got a, you know, he's got an ace up his sleeve as far as using the corrupted tools or means to stay in power and his support base saying we'll allow it as long as you're still in power. Mm -hmm. Yikes, dude. Yeah. Meanwhile, sorry. No, the Democrats can't stop fucking fighting each other. Yeah. I mean, they all want to beat Trump, but they are going at each other. And now I feel like it's ramping up. Yeah. The way that they're going at each other. Take it from a Republican who saw his party completely destroyed from within because due to infighting that allowed somebody like Trump to take over. Yeah. There is nobody on your stage that is worse than this guy. Don't fight each other. Yeah. Whether it's you have to prolong the change that you want to see another couple of years. Right. Or it maybe the change is happening more rapidly than you want to see it happen. Right. Think about the alternative. Yeah. And show up to vote. Yeah. Because... I, I've listed out, I spent 10 minutes talking about how much I dislike Bernie Sanders. I'm a Republican. Yeah. I am far, I have far more grievances and dis- differences with Bernie Sanders than a moderate Democrat would. Yeah. But yet I'm going to vote for him <laughs> if he wins the nomination. Yeah. Because that's what's at stake. That is. So my call to whoever's listening, understand the greater game that's at play here. Right. And until, and if you really want to see change, actually bring a debate about changing the voting rules because that's what allows these this system that we have to be in place where you're having to vote for the person you see is most electable instead of the person that you actually want mm-hmm. that's what I'm, go to i i really i i'm i want to put it out here i want to see a ranked choice system what's that where you vote you have like four candidates that you vote for okay and each one is your sign. You 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 place them based on your preference. Okay. So one through like one through four, or one through oh, three. Okay. And then it's like each. So like a, a in your vote. On, uh, in your vote. Okay. So like your first person. This would do away with. This could help really do away with parties. Okay. Is that you have like three three or four people you can put on your presidential ballot. Right. And your first place vote gets X amount of points. Your second place votes gets X amount of points, and so far down the right. Right. And then the person who accumulates the most amount of votes ends up winning. Right. So theoretically, the person that you put number two ends up winning the presidency, mm-hmm. but he was second out of four. So you're probably a little bit more happy than, right. than you would be with a choice of two people you absolutely hate. Right. That's an interesting take. Fr- France does it in their in their because they have a they have a they have two elections mm-hmm. for their presidency. In the first one, they use ranked choice to determine who the runoff's going to be between. Wow. Um, and that's a presidential system that's right. very similar to the United States in terms of how the the government is structured. Right. I, I would I would be in in, in the Democrat the DNC the um in Washington State is actually trying to go to a ranked choice system for their primary. Mm. You got to move to DC, dude. Go change the world. <laughs> go fix it. Anyway, sorry to go on. No, I love it. I love it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.